Welcome to Cafe Dreams. I'm Shauna. I'm Ayana. Where we share the experiences of our life journey. And we uplift and encourage you and ourselves to follow your dreams. So welcome back to Cafe Dreams. Uh, so we're going to go into our segment, Cafe Chat. Uh, today our episode is called, What's Leadership? What's Leadership, guys? And this one, we're just going to focus on uh, one of our old shift managers that we had and pretty much how she was just a trash leader. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. <laughs> she was terrible. Awesome. Um, but we're going to go with shift manager T. Um, me and Sean um, dealt with her on different occasions and some occasions very uncomfortable. I feel like it should be Tiffany. That's just, I don't know, that name just seems too nice for her still. Tiffany, um, Trina. No. Trish. That could work. Do you like a Trish? Like Trish will Trish, work. Like, so, yeah, Trish. Okay, Trish cool. will work. She will now be named uh, Trish. So, yes. Shift manager, manager Trish. Um, let's see where to begin. So, yeah, for me, leadership defined by me is like when you can lead by example, which Trish never did. Um, she would always delegate tasks, and of course, she would never do them. Mm-hmm. And then get on to people who didn't quote unquote do their work. And I'm just like, okay, You're not even doing anything. Every time she would come around, like, she's actually supposed to do her job, like, the count and all this other kind of, you know, manager duties. But we always ended up doing it or picking up her slack. Meanwhile, she would get her bottle and rag and just wipe a window down or wipe something down. And it just didn't make no sense. I'm like, you're not helping. And especially when, you know, that lunch hour hits or that rush hour hits and we're drowning. And, you know, you expect your manager to, like, you know find somebody to help us or you help us something mm-hmm. but nope just left drowning while she would shoot literally guys no kidding so we would get a whole like line forming up and i would be put on bar with whoever else and you know for a while i could i could handle myself but then you know when it's non-stops like dang and so the first thing she would do instead of like hey let me help she would get that rag and that spray bottle and walk and wipe something down. I'm like, this is not the time to be doing medial tasks right now. Like, you should be helping me. Yeah. Or she would, like, literally heavily, like, just walk to the back you and know, disappear. That's something that I really think is missing in leadership today, um, whether it be within the corporate world or just in, in jobs like that that we had um, at that coffee house. Mm-hmm. Um, is a leader who's willing to be on the front lines with the people who work under them. Yes. Like, just to let us know, you know, I care about what you guys are going through. I see that you're struggling. I want to participate. I want to help you guys. Um, I have the means to do so because I'm your superior, right? I'm 
supposedly better trained. Yeah. This is what she kind of sucked on bar guys. Like, no lie. Like, she was so slow on bar. Like, why are you a supervisor and you cannot make these drinks in in the time that you expect us to do so? She made a uh, mean cup of water. No, but like, (laughs) you would think because she's a shift manager that she would be able to understand have some kind of empathy for us whenever that happens but you're right now i think back on it i'm like mm, she would have just gotten away just like um homeboy from last episode but um still it's a principal thing yep i'm like, just saying like good leadership really requires a person to not only care about the people who they're leading um, but also they're able to empathize with that person. They're able to, um, problem solve. Um, and if need be, look, I'm, I'm right here with you. Like we in this together, we're in this thing together, you know, like you're not on your own. And when people feel like they're on their own and they don't have someone who has That's their back. Yes. And it's just, it's really sad to see, um, in this day and age, I do, know that for me um one thing that bothered me was when we had an event where one of our co-workers we're gonna call her Monica so Monica (laughs) um was dealing with a customer um at the drive-thru portion of um the store and the customer was very irate about what was it too many berries not so, enough berries no. were in her cup. She had a, uh, I want to say a venti or a Trenta it was drink, a, but it was a venti. Oh, okay. I remember that. Oh no, the Trenta's which, anyway. So we'll yeah. get back to that in a minute. But yeah, so she had a venti. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and she got upset about not having enough berries. That's, that's all I remember, and that she went off on um, Monica. Monica. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking like again and this is this is always my phrase at work was like there are people dying getting shot and y'all worrying about drinks and food that nobody can like really this is what we're doing dude to the point of where this woman came inside the store even though there was clearly almost a whole bag of those um berries or whatever it was in her drink she was still very irate about everything and instead of you know backing up Monica yeah talking about uh, uh, Trish. Trish instead of backing up Monica um, with the customer Trish. because the customer was clearly um, in the wrong very wrong or you know finding a, a, a way to solve this problem without demonizing Monica she did the exact opposite um, she wanted Monica to apologize I do remember that to the customer even though the customer was, was wrong you know there was there's a level of um, treating me like a human being mm-hmm that was missing within that that customer and in that situation and Trish completely and totally missed the mark on what it is to be a good leader there's there are some instances where you need to step step up and stand up for the people who you work with you know who work because honestly that's not even the first time she's done that she would give like free food and free drinks to people like oh like I'm sorry we messed up like I'll give you a free drink and I remember that day when you know everything happened with Monica because I remember her giving her a Trenta of that drink with like a whole bag of berries pretty much yeah plus a breakfast sandwich and I was like what this is not how you solve you can't band-aid this like she needs to be addressed because 
she was all the way wrong. She came through drive-through with an attitude. I remember that. And then when she stopped and like got out the car, her car was still in the drive-through, like blocking the way. And I'm like, really? You're gonna be so now you're like triple rude. Like, of course I don't want to serve you with any kind of like respect. It was so um it was so humiliating to be a part of of that circumstance even as a bystander just because it's like you don't care enough about how we how we're being treated that you're willing to stand up to one customer yes who was being irate and completely unreasonable ridiculous even um and you simply didn't want to address the problem you didn't want to deal with the problem so you just threw no free stuff at it. No conflict resolution at all. Ugh. It just it just made her, one, less trustworthy as a leader. Um, as someone who was underneath her, as her subordinate or whatever. Yeah. I just felt that I, I know I can't come to you uh, when it comes to a problem that a needs problem. to be addressed. Yeah. And I feel like, guys, like, that's something I have learned a good lesson about. I, all leaders should have good conflict resolution. Just in general, every human being should have good conflict resolution. Yes. Because that's what matters most. We are, we encounter relationships every day, conversations. We encounter all kinds of things daily, and it's always going to be with people. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is be immature or burn a bridge that really wasn't meant to be burnt. Um, and that's just, yeah, no, as a leader... This is why I work on myself as well, trying to, yes, yeah, stand up for myself, but in a way that's not disrespectful, not in a way that incites any kind of like drama or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I've that part just I don't know. Just because I've had previous experiences with that, where it was like, whoa, okay, let's woo, like let's just chill. We don't have to hit like there is a healthy way to handle conflict mm-hmm. and if you don't really have a grasp on that i'm not saying everyone's perfect but you should at least at least acknowledge when you're wrong in that mm-hmm. and how you handle things and that's the point where i'm like she didn't have that and a lot of other people that i have experienced don't really kind of have that trait of yeah. oh you, you know like i'm handling this conflict but you know yeah, maybe I went off, I did whatever. Like, again, no one's perfect. Yep. It'd be nice to know, like, hey, you took some time to reflect on that. Sorry I yelled at you. Sorry I bit your head off or, you know, whatever. Like, that, I just feel like that's very essential and that's important yeah. in leadership. Because you, there's always going to be a conflict coming up. And really, you always win whenever you are your best self. Mm-hmm. When you are doing that thing and you're acting it out, you're handling things in the manner that God is pleased or he would be pleased. That's I all you need. I think a big part of that, um, one thing that I learned there um, watching her was she did not like to be wrong. And yeah. she couldn't take correction from someone, from anyone first off, but especially from someone she deemed underneath her. Um and I think that's something that a lot of leaders don't really address is a good leader can take one constructive criticism, but a good leader is like, okay, look, I'm always learning. I'm always, you know, ready to absorb um, some material and some information. Yeah, because everyone you meet 
isn't the same. Exactly. So you might feel like you're constantly developing and learning and constantly picking up on things. Like, I didn't know that, you know? Thank you for telling me that. Thank you for informing me about that, you know? Because you don't, you're not always going to be right in every situation. Very true. So whether you think, you know, and I've thought about this too, like, you know, if you offend someone, just say you're sorry and then try to understand what it is exactly that caused that. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, just in general, like, I, I totally agree. Like, you have to, yeah, you need that ability to accept that you will be wrong at times. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't have that, if you're not accepting that or okay with that, it's going to mm-hmm. be hard for you to be a good person at good resol- or conflict resolution. Because yeah. you're always going to think you're right, and then you're going to keep going on. It's like, no, you're not. It's that sense of humility mm-hmm. that is very necessary in leadership. That's why... I mean, it says in the Bible, gentleness. He don't say it just for his health. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm laughing because, like, people just, it's like they bypass some things at times. It's like, no, like, yeah, being humble, being gentle, showing love, showing kindness, like, peace. Yes. These are all things that people deem small things or things that don't matter, but they make the world of difference. They do, especially especially with dealing with someone who hasn't lived in peace in a minute and they suddenly get peace. Yeah, they're gonna be that's like, something you cannot buy. Yes, <laughs> um, trust me, Woo. I've lived in some turmoil, uh, conflicted times. Oh, that peace hit you. That peace, that godly peace, boy boy that godly peace hit me i'm not even kidding like this is like so tangent but when godly peace hit me after uh living in a situation where um every day was it was walking on eggshells with um my family and everything uh which god is fixed but in that time in that trial i was like i have no peace when i got out of that um and god delivered us out of that and i had peace for the first time and a good night's sleep I can't tell you how grateful I was to God for that. Like, there is nothing like it. So I'm, I'm with you. It's like, you know, adding on to the tangent. <laughs> it's like the environment really makes, like, it just, it contributes a lot. Because it was the same for, you know, previous experience. Mm-hmm. And once I left, I was just like, I don't know, like, I knew that it was going to take a while or you know it's still going to take a while for me to get to that point where God wants me to be mm-hmm. but I wasn't really worried I was just so happy that I was free <laughs> like I was just I had I was free I was free now <laughs> it's like that happened and I went to um, Chicago mm-hmm. to visit my cousin like the whole week I was just at peace mm-hmm. and I was thinking about the future I was like it was like a, I don't know, after everything, it's like a burden was lifted. It wasn't heavy. Mm-hmm. It was just easier for me. So I definitely get like, when that godly peace hit you, like, oh, God, he was right. Right. Okay. It hit different, bro. <laughs> right. It hit different. <laughs> I'm going to just, yeah, this is a different thing. It's, okay. Yes. Um, it was right. But trying to tie that back into where we were going. Yes. Originally, because, right. you know what? I'm just going to have to say this. There's somebody out there, um, definitely needed to hear that so whatever you're going through whoever you may be that peace god is going to deliver you from 
whatever trial you're going through and peace is going to hit you and God is going to do, to give you that peace, that joy and that hope again. So yes. word up to whoever might be listening. Yes, we're and doing just, the pointing thing to you right here. Okay, we're Just pointing. to add to, um, you know, during these trials, keep your head up. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why um, God puts us through things. And for sure, I feel like the things that I've experienced in my life so far is going to help me to, like, be even better as a leader. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like, nugget, a note to take note of. Like, yeah, like, okay, right now might suck or right now may not be ideal. But mm-hmm. if God already told you that he's going to make you into a leader, create you into a leader, then just believe that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some trying times, but you will come out on top. Trust and believe that. Yes. That on that. <laughs> next segment is what's the word um during this time god really has been personally dealing with me on becoming a better leader um as well as a better person overall um one story that continues to come up for me is the story of esther and i just want to share a little bit of that with you guys um so the definition of a leadership within the story of esther is um, being able to become the ultimate servant It's not simply taking on the title. Instead, it's bearing the beautiful crown, understanding the responsibility that comes with that job. Um, God gave us Esther 4 and 16, which I will read the AMP version for you guys. Go gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my maids will fast in the same way. Then I will go in to see the king without being summoned, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Um, One thing I took from that was um, how ready and willing Esther was to use her position as a leader to do what God called her to do. Mm -hmm. She did sit idly by while those around her and those she led um, were on the chopping block. Instead, she led by example and let the people know that she was with them. And she also was um, obedient in what God wanted her to do. So that's like twofold right there. Yeah. I mean, even as you said that, I thought about pretty much what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He was right there with the people, with everybody. Right. (laughs) Like, that was, that's like the best, of course, example for everything. But yes, um, definitely for a leader. He disciple, he was there, he was with him, got to know him, mm-hmm. care for him. Exactly. <laughs> Beyond, like, you know, I guess general manager or whatever, like, leader care. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die for y'all sins. That's... Like, you can't beat that. Like, no, you can't. There's no topping that. Nobody can top that leader, dog. I, no. <laughs> like, I'll you fast with you, dog. I'll pray for you. But me personally, yeah, if that was me... Mm-mm. There's a reason why God is God and Jesus was Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Because. I had that thought the other day. Super side note, guys. I was just like, you know, I'm glad God is God. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got to do his job. Right. Because that is too stressful. It's already stressful enough sometimes to be like, what am I going to wear and eat? <laughs> so for me to be like, uh, all right, we doing what today? Angels, what? Oh, no, this is, 
uh-uh. Mm-mm. But yeah, no. That right there, Esther, that's that girl. Like, yeah, she did. Like, God did that through her. Like, for real. But her obedience to God, like, literally. Obedience came from America. It did. It did. Because she was like, well, if I die, I die. It's all in God's hands. <laughs> I mean, I feel like sometimes you get to that point on your walk, you're like, well, it is what it is. God said this. It's looking real slim, but yeah. I'm going to just go. It's some shady. <laughs> I mean, that's where she was. Um, I think I watched that movie with you. It was about Esther. One Night with the King. Yes. Girl, that's my favorite movie. I remember watching that. She was looking scared because she was like, look, I might die. But I'm gonna do it for my people. Bro, he was chopping dudes up. <laughs> oh boy, how he was like, yeah, let's make this rig for all the Jews. And she oh. was like, I am a Jew. <laughs> right? She's like, ah, okay. ah. Woo, got to destroy people. On like another tangent, guys, because you know, whatever. Welcome to Tangent Land. <laughs> um, it's funny how God places people in position before things happen. Because, think about it. One, Esther didn't want to be a part of this in the she first didn't. place. She was like, I'm cool. I'm living my life over here. <laughs> you know, I guess I, I'll... Yeah, wait, I'm queen? You you wanted me? I, I guess. I mean... She's trying to play it safe. Yeah, she was trying to play it safe. But ultimately, God was like, nah, bro. Like, I didn't... I needed you in this position. Like, I made you and I created you for this position. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, God literally, like... Bro, you know how, like, fantastic God is? Like, he saw this coming. He was like, bruh, nah. Nah, devil, you ain't gonna do nothing with this, dog. I got somebody for this. I made her. I created her for this purpose and for this reason. Yeah. It's like, leaders have to take a divine risk. Mm -hmm. I say divine because if I just say risk, people are like, yeah, I'm gonna go do it. And like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying a divine risk risk when god tell you do that very thing you like i'm scared mm-hmm. i don't know about that guy what resources you know yeah <laughs> you got the questions like you said what now like say like with moses for example he's like you gonna leave you gonna speak most like i got a speech impediment right what you talking about stutter stutter okay like um i don't what, what i you killed somebody about? right like <laughs> i murdered a man i'm kind of a murderer with a speech impediment who ran away like there are a lot of things here that i it's not adding up like stacking up and yeah you told me this like i believe kind of <laughs> right because <laughs> like, all that doubt comes in but you know what i love about that that verse it's really I love the last part where she was like I perish I perish cause I'ma do it <laughs> like I'm scared I wasn't summoned but I'ma take that leap like you said um divine, divine risk. risk I like that go ahead pin that divine, divine risk. risk listeners Look, divine risk okay. I'ma just let me tell y'all about me I've been reading the book of numbers mm-hmm. I was led to read the book of numbers mainly for a lesson but um as I'm going through it it's really changing my perspective on things one um reading it again i'm like they they was crazy (laughs) just straight just like i'm reading through and i'm like y'all complaining about xyz and y'all talking about let's go back to egypt even try to get a leader to replace moses to take him back to egypt they want to go back to the slavery y'all back to bondage what because they were comfortable but one thing i do love out of this story though one of the things is um 
Caleb, mm-hmm. he was one of the men that went to the land of Canaan to mm-hmm. check it out. And Moses was like, hey, make sure, you know, the land's good, you know, burn the soil, all that stuff. Came back, and he was like, y'all, God didn't lie about nothing. Right? It's bomb. <laughs> it's lit. Like, let's just go. And, of course, the other ten um, talked it down. Because they were afraid. They were like, you know, <coughs> God didn't lie. But um, there's some big dudes over there, and I don't know about that. Big Joe and Big uh, Big Bob um, gonna mess us up. Yeah. But Caleb's like, look, we got it. Like, we got it. Like, let's go. God said he's gonna give it to us. We can defeat them. And I just, I love that attitude. It's like, you know, that zealous, that... Every time I picture Caleb, though, like, on the super sidest of sidest note, talking about this, I picture Caleb being like... Five, five and like these canines being like a good six seven he and the other dudes being like bro like we're not going to make it <laughs> and Kayla, like bro god's on our side he dog is a grasshopper <laughs> and Caleb like cool but like we got it yep because god like come on like dude it's god like he created them like, like caleb and joshua about it they're like let's do it let's do this <laughs> And then, yeah, that's when, um, yeah, that's when they were like, let's just get this new leader. Let's go back to Egypt because this ain't going to work. Yeah. And God was like, really? <laughs> really? God really? Oh, my <laughs> God. God was so mad. And I'm like, also reading through this. I'm sorry. I'm going to just. Yeah, go It's ahead. my last part. Go ahead. Reading this book, I'm just like, so God is literally doing all these wondrous works. He gave y'all bread falling from the sky. God. There's a cloud that keeps you warm at night, and it gives you shade during the day, and it goes out into different lands and makes sure things is all right before you move into that land. I'm like, God's writing all of this, and y'all like, we want meat. We tired this manna. We tired the bread. You know, I'm just gonna say this is but my I mean, last. It's realistic class. though. This is real though. This, this is, is real, though. real though. Like as you were saying that thinking to my own personal situation right now like what's y'all's manner literally (laughs) think about it guys like for me personally god told me some things that i was like dog i don't know if that like how that's gonna happen though but literally like the way in which uh, our place of living was found was found kind of on a godly whim that was fine (laughs) divine intervention the way in which i got my current job divine intervention the fact that my job is in the place that god told me it was gonna be in like all of the all this manna from heaven you know he providing shade because he got a roof over my head you know like all of these divine interventions and i'm still like so this impossible thing though god like i don't think it's gonna happen like i i feel like god personally is like you know you know how you like god i feel personally attacked right now little peace yeah, no, that's why reading through that, I was like, ooh, I know I've been complaining of a storm out of the And so I was like, dang, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do me like he did with them with the quail. He said, eat it until it come out your nose. Yeah. I was like, dang, God. But he was up, he was mad. He was like, I did. I brought y'all out of slavery. Y'all in the desert, cool. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for now. It's temporary. Desert are always going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. But, woo. But anyways, guys. Yeah, but all that to say, guys, um, when, like she said, what is your manna? What What is God providing for you currently that you're not being grateful for? And further that, is that manna um, blocking you from t- taking that divine risk that God is asking you to do? 
So as a leader, again, you have to take a divine risk at times. Who told you? Is it the manna? Is it hard discontent? Is it planning? Like, what is it? Y'all should see how she's doing her arms right now. Like, she feeling real, like, she feeling real presidential. But for real, though, like, what is it that's keeping you from, one, seeing the wonders God is already doing, but, two, um, expecting and hoping what he's already given you? Not giving you, but what he's going to give you. Exactly. Before we conclude our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I want you guys to uh, think on this. So, I respect leaders who aren't afraid and leaders who are afraid but do what they have to do anyways. And Esther was assigned to do a job that she wasn't too sure about yet because she had faith um, and she wanted to ensure the safety of her people. She had to take that step. So, what te- uh, steps, again, what steps do you need to take? What divine risk do you need to take? Um, just think about that pray on it we'll be praying for you guys and uh we will see you guys next time on the next episode of cafe Cafe dreams Dreams. we love you guys yes have a great week or weekend weekend